Welcome. This is the Seek Coach podcast, a podcast exploring the Seek principles and how to live them in the 21st century. Episode 10 The Project Punjab. Welcome to the Seek Coach podcast. This is Aftar Singh, wishing you are all safe and well. We have an exciting episode for you today. We meet with Rajveer Kaur, who is the director and the person who thought of the concept of the Project Punjab. The Project Punjab is an initiative to document some of the lost traditional folk dance forms that once used to be popular pre-partition Punjab. The Project Punjab can be summed up in three lines. It's more than Pangra. It's more than what Bollywood showcases it to be. It's more than the stereotypes. So without any further delay, let's catch up with Rajveer Kaur to understand exactly what is the Project Punjab. And I do hope you support this initiative. We do talk about the different ways you can do this in the episode, but also see the episode details to see how you can do that and get involved. Enjoy the episode. Take care and stay blessed. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Seek Coach podcast. Today we have a special project that's quite close to my heart because it's to do with Punjab. And um, we're very lucky and fortunate to have the director and the concept founder of this project, the Project Punjab, Rajveer Kaur with us. So welcome to the episode, Rajveer. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Satshikal. Satshikal. It's a pleasure to have you on, on the podcast. And I think this is a first for us because I think this project that you're doing is very unique and it's something that I don't think has been done before or not at the level and quality and scale that you're doing. Um, but before we dive into the project, which we're, which I'm more excited to learn more about as well, it'll be really good to know a bit more about your background, your profession, and, and then you can probably touch on the interests and then how we can then jump into the project. Right. Uh, you've already introduced me. My name is Rajveer Kaur. I am born and brought up in Hyderabad, which is down south. Uh, my roots are from Punjab. My parents moved to South India, I think, 41 years back or 42 years back. So uh, honestly, I call myself, um, I, I always say that I have a North Indian body, but a South Indian soul. Mm -hmm. But uh, that is, again, you know, contradicting the fact that my love for Punjab cannot be, uh, uh, it cannot be unseen. Okay. So, uh, so Hyderabad has been, I, I call myself also a true blue Hyderabadi. Uh, it has its own unique culture yes. and we are four sisters um, and four of us are uh, very unique yet uh, very deeply rooted to our culture that is Punjab because my father has ensured that right from childhood both my parents in fact every summer holiday has been about Punjab so and we used to look forward to it so we were never forced to go there but we always looked forward to it because we had so many friends and we had our ancestral home we had our kid we had our cousins so we would go to, you know, during our holidays to Punjab and play in our kids in the tubal and do Gidda on the terrace, Kothete. Yes. And uh, it, so that kind of kept us deeply rooted to our culture, to the rich uh, heritage that, that, you know, Punjab is known for. And luckily my parents, both of them, they are heavily into Punjabi literature too. So they read a lot. So when you see your parents reading so much from your particular, you know, from, from where you come from, Yes. Uh, it automatically becomes a part of your uh, upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened was even when we were, although born and brought up in Hyderabad, I can read, write and speak Punjabi. 
so that was very very essential my father said you know pama to see hyderabadi to gal kalo you can speak in english you can speak in hindi you can speak in any language but at home when you communicate with us you have to have to speak in punjabi okay. so we were after school after our tuitions you know which which was which were for our school uh, uh, studies we were sent to gurdwara okay and we used to look forward to it we were never again forced to do it because it was the granthi who used to teach us he had made the whole learning process so cool and interesting and there were competitions held and it it wasn't like you know they were trying to impose those things on us it just happened organically naturally and just became a part of us and that's the reason why i think we take so much pride in the fact that you know we come from punjab yes so when yeah and and mostly i think the way we talk and the way we behave it's just so obvious people don't even have to guess they look at us and they say are you punjabi that's a first thing <laughs> no uh and i'm i'm a proud punjabi honestly speaking because i think the the kind of culture the rich heritage the rich literature all the limited but still it's rich hmm. and uh, if not us then who that's my thought process you know exactly uh, i think that's one of the reasons why project punjab came into uh, the picture for me it became such a it's almost like you know now uh, my Uh, goal, you know, like it's it's something that I really want it to become big. I want people to know what Punjab is all about now, you know. So that's what how Punjab, uh, the project Punjab. So what do you do? What do you do professionally? Professionally, uh, I have a company called Nomad Consultancy, which is uh, we are into public relations, social media management, marketing communications, branding, and uh, influencer marketing. I started my career. as a hotelier i've worked with taj hotels i've worked with the obroy hotels and uh, there came a point where i realized that you know i think i always had that punjabis automatically i think they want to be entrepreneurs always so i had that streak too and i wanted to uh, have something of my own and luckily i connected so well in the industry i done some good work sorry i might sound a little pompous because <laughs> i'm kind of praising myself but uh, uh, i started on my own honestly speaking even when i started my career you know i knew i wanted to get into pr but uh, i didn't know how you know and i lived in europe for 5 years i had my own company even in europe at that point this was i think 10 years 10 11 years back i had a web shop at that point the concept of web shop was still very fresh so i had started a web shop which was called fusion by raj rajvi where you know i used to sell accessories which were designed by designers from around the world particularly from india wow. so i started there then i moved to india uh, you know one thing led to another then i started my career as a hotelier got into pr i always wanted to get into it just in the how i in fact uh, applied in london college of communications okay. uh, to do a communication course but i you know it just didn't work out for me and uh, i had to come back my father wanted me to come back to india and when i came back one thing led to another it's like you know when you leave Uh, when you just communicate with the universe and the universe knows okay don't worry i'm going to watch it back yeah. so everything just worked yeah. out beautifully for me then over my hotel that yeah there's a plan always i think you kind of when that seed is there in you you automatically sort of you know uh, yeah and i guess uh, there's there's a thing about when you look back you can connect like um steve jobs had this famous quote saying when you look back you connect the dots but when you're there you you're always a bit confused oh i want to do this but I don't know how to do it or it's not working out but later on you figure out how it's done. So I guess that's pretty it's pretty good skills to have around you know understanding how social net, networking works and social media advertising and PR because you you you'll need that for project Punjab 
just as much as any other corporate business. So, yeah, and I think I resonate with the the PR for Punjab. You know, I'm my parents are from Punjab. Punjab, I've been there quite a few times, and I love, I love it. And I I really like the traditional lifestyle of you know versus the city life, more the village life, and understanding how people lived and the history, and it's so rich. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about it in the rest of the episode. So, what is what is project the project Punjab? Can you can you let the listeners know what it is? So, before I uh, tell you what exactly is project Punjab, I'll have to give you a small uh, small uh, background story as to how sure. project Punjab came into picture. Uh, so, I was in Punjab for six months to attend my sister's wedding, and uh, uh, it was my dadi's wish that all four of us have to have to get married in my ancestral home. So, um, this is my third sister, and uh, so while during my stay, obviously, you know, when you go to Punjab and you're staying in your pin, you have to start everything from the scratch because yes. you haven't been there. So we're trying to put things together. And uh, so in those six months, A, I'm already attached to Punjab, but those six months, you know, sort of um, made my bond with that state much deeper. That's also because, you know, uh, I started connecting so much with people there, the local, you know, connections and all hanging out with them spending time with them and then during my sister's jago so we had decided instead of going the traditional way you know where we call dj and all one of my cousins he recommended why don't you call this group it's called malvai gitte wale i had no idea about what malvai gitte is and just define jago just define jago for those people that might not actually know what jago is so it's a bit of a, a cultural reference in what we do during a wedding what is jago do you want me to explain it what jago is yeah yeah just explain uh, briefly okay. what is jago so okay. some people might not know what right. jago is but i think it's 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 important to know that the traditions that we had you know heavily about celebration and the style that we do it in right so jago is a celebration it's one of the rituals which you do one day before the main wedding it's in the night where you um, you you have these beautiful beautifully decorated uh, pots you can say pots yes and they have these small um, diyas how do you call diyas lights lights candles lamps. Lamps, small lamps yes so these lighted uh, pots are actually you 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 pick them up and you put them on your head on top of your head and you're walking through the entire village from 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 one point to another through the entire village singing dancing and also telling the entire village that please stay awake because there's a wedding at a house yes so and for that, what we did is, and it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition. We had friends from all around the world who would come. And we didn't want them to see the typical DJ concept, which we all anyway experience when you are in other parts of the world, right? Yes. So we decided to get this, get hold of Malvai Gita. I knew what was Bhangra. I knew what was Bhangra, but I didn't know there was Malvai Gita too. So imagine, although I was coming regularly to Punjab, I was still unaware of different folk dance forms. And... When we called them and we connected with them, trust me, Aftar, the way they dressed up for the evening and the instruments that they brought with them, like a bokchu, you know, which is another interesting instrument, I had not seen it. Yes. So for me, that whole experience was so surreal and so beautiful. Imagine they, there were some 10 beautifully dressed boys, you know, singing beautiful bolia. Bolia are the songs that we sing, you know, uh, which has relevance to your daily, day-to-day life. Yes. So... And such clean bullies, you know, and the whole performance, it was, it was like a theatrical, you know, literally. So everyone was, did that trance name bold So it was like a trance for everyone who was a part of that particular evening. 
because we got messages from people after the whole wedding that oh my god that was the highlight for us that made me interested more in you know our folk dance forms particularly than folk musical instruments folk culture in general i started doing more research i started talking to my father and my father knew a lot about it i was shocked i was like why didn't you ever tell me about these yeah. things you know probably like, never asked uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so he knew about every instrument those people were using you know and yeah. i was surprised i was like i really need to know this and my research started i then met uh, harshpeer harshpeer then um, uh, he he works in bombay right he is he's again born and brought up in bombay and uh, i just happened to meet him over lunch in bombay when i was uh, i was there for some work assignment and uh, over the lunch we just discussed and i said this is a concept that i have in my mind and i'm looking for someone who can help me capture it mm-hmm. now the concept was basically just like me when i started researching i couldn't find much content online it's all scattered and it's not very aesthetically documented like if i have kids ever if they have to learn about my punjab i can show them that particular film and tell them listen these are the different dance forms that we have you know yes so i didn't have a ready reckoner that way so i told him this is a concept and i really want to travel to punjab i want to reach out to people and i want to cover these different folk dance forms and jinna the more i read the more i got to know about you know different dance forms and the fact that pangra you know punjab is not about pangra pangra is just the most latest dance form it's actually a mix of different old folk dance forms So even when we shared this video, the most of the comments are like, "Oh, you're making a film on Pangra." Then I have to tell people, "No, it's not about Pangra. It's about all the folk dance forms of uh, Punjab." Then Harshpeer found it very interesting. He said, "I'm already doing so much work. I'm making money, but I don't feel like I'm doing, I'm adding some value to my own life, you know, where or I'm adding value to my community." He's like, "I am ready. Tell me what help you want. I would love to shoot it." That's it, you know. Since then, it was never looking back, and uh, I. and luckily it's it's as if you know the entire universe conspired to bring things closer to you to make yes. it work for you that's yes. what happened with me again one person led to another person they started connecting me so beautifully and the journey began then we traveled through punjab we met beautiful people that's how the project punjab started wow so this uh, i think the what you're trying to do is capture the lost knowledge which is sitting in villages and family traditions and it's very it's kind of hidden i guess and uh, and i guess there's a part of it that's getting lost because not many people know about it there's not much investment in it so what your documentary is doing is discovering what punjabi should know but exactly. helping them to rediscover that in a in a much different way in a more aesthetically visual manner as well wow and also there are so many families you know i came across families who are trying to keep these dance forms alive you know they're struggling to make the ends meet but still they are ensuring that the generations you know are actually aware of where they where they actually came from and yes. they want to take this tradition forward so i met a lot of beautiful families who moved from pakistan from west punjab and like for instance jumar i didn't know what jumar was mm-hmm. until i came across this video which went viral uh, by lovely professional university people you know the students had performed it and that video had gone viral and again jhumar is performed differently you know it's it's way different than you know uh, a malwai gidda or a babiyanda gidda you know so there are so many dance forms like a dandas jugni um, sammi so the more i kept reading about it the more i kept knowing about it and i was like this has to be documented and documented beautifully yes so that 
it's it's not just any random information you know it has to make sense to people you know where it came from why it came from um or how is it done what do you wear what are the different dance moves what kind of instruments you use you know musical instruments and uh, what are the boliyan that you sing or uh, or what is the emotion behind it so all of that the more we spoke to people the more we learned ourselves and also there were stories you know everyone had some interesting story or the other so at the end of the day after shooting although we used to be satisfied we all the always used to come back with tears in eyes asking <laughs> yeah, stories So again, how many do you know how many dance form styles there are? See, I can't give you exact number, but from what I know is, mm, I think they're close to some fourteen, fifteen dance forms. Wow! Yeah. And everybody typically knows just about Bangra. So oh, exactly. Yeah, this one, yeah. Because of popularity. Yeah. Like yeah. I tell you, this is the Nachar. Nachar is actually a part of our. it's a part of our folk dance form which i didn't know when men become you know women and then they perform and i yes. i met this beautiful person his name is noor because noor is the the lady version of uh, this this person and yes. i don't know his real name he refused to uh, disclose his real name okay. so i met noor and i'm telling you if you see their performances oh hon behate ja ke loki you know like people are inviting them to come and perform during their uh, maya you know jago yes. so they do gidda and it's it's just amazing what they're doing actually so i didn't know about nachar concept at all yeah so for me it is very very new yeah wow so the so i guess every single style would have its own music its own instruments its own boliyan so that's actually the words and the song lyrics which then that would be related to a particular history of yeah. a lifestyle or an area yeah, or it has to resonate with what's happening in mostly bolia are your day to day life you know or sometimes some political issues it could be anything you know it, it has relevance it could be topical too yes so uh so i will you be documenting that as well the history the bolia so that's a very you know again uh, i think i'll tell you when it comes to the future bit <laughs> what will be doing with the bolia and the other concepts uh, because it's it's not sta- stopping here i mean i have so much work to do uh, yes. i've realized that if this is like i said punjab's uh, folk tradition is so deep so deep it's un- because it's not just india punjab it's also pakistan punjab yes. you know it's punjab as a whole the whole so there's so much it's unbelievable like sami what we do sami is also very famous since it comes from sandalbar which is in pakistan again there are different bars there so now sami is usually done by women but in pakistan in sandalbar men also do sami oh wow so that was very interesting for me i'm reaching out to this uh, this this, uh, this group from sandalbar we are we are trying our best to get in touch with them and they do uh, sami when i saw their video i had goosebumps it's not anything extraordinary but the fact that you know just the basic fact that people one you know we were all one and we had similar traditions we had similar folk dances yes and yet we feel so we've been asked to be different from each other or mm. forced to be different from each other exactly i've met i've, I've met i meet a lot of people from the pakistan side of punjab and the amount of love that community give 
to you know Indian Punjabis it's amazing you know they say come over our culture is the same our food is the same you know we are like brothers and sisters and they they said they always say come over we will take you to all the gurdwaras and the historic references for Sikhs so so I guess have you, have you ever visited Pakistan Punjab or is that something that's going to be uh, something that you want to do or did you get to go to places part of the documentary looking at Pakistan Punjab as well we are looking at pakistan punjab honestly speaking because it was there in the back of my mind but i just didn't know how to connect the dots but like i said for me you know uh, synchronicity and universe works beautifully so somehow probably that seed was there and now automatically people are reaching out to me yes i am and neil harshpeet we've been talking about putting this together you know just including the pakistan side of it too and luckily for me i'm i'm now like i said the dots are connecting for me i mean i'm reaching people or people are reaching out to me so yes that's going to be we're trying because we still have last leg of shoot uh, pending and because of this pandemic because of the lockdown we had to reschedule everything so okay. it has been delayed a bit so that's why we thought you know we can incorporate this site too since we have that time now yes so um talking about i guess it's a good time to then talk about the trailer because this has only been released yesterday um but it's had amazing response and i think what we will do we'll i'll let you introduce the trailer but we'll put the sound into the episode so people you you better listen to the trailer because i think listening to it will give some people an insight um an interest you know because because yeah. of, of the style the singing but i'd say watch the video because of the scenes the capturing of punjab is amazing um, so yeah, so introduce the trailer, and then we'll play the trailer. Talk more about it after. So the trailer, of course, you know, we launched it uh, uh, day before yesterday, and uh, the response after has been amazing. I don't have words. I'm touched. I have goosebumps. Even talking about it is giving me goosebumps because I have got messages from people. One thing connected to another. Like I told you even earlier that you know me and my sister, we both are in from marketing background. So. we we planned the entire launch of the teaser and we just wanted to give a small um, sneak peek of what's coming you know when you talk about the project punjab because people have been just hearing about project punjab for the last one year but they don't know what's happening exactly. so i wanted them to see to, to see the essence you know to see what punjab is all about through this trailer also the message that i'm trying to give is punjab is not what bollywood shows is shows you punjab is um, it's more than pangra you know uh, and it's it's also trying to break many stereotypes so if you see uh, there's jhumar in my this thing in my uh, in my uh, trailer there's uh, malwai gidda there's gidda so i i've tried to show different varieties of dance forms also you know the 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 sound that we used you know the beautiful singing that we used it's actually very rustic someone just randomly sang for us while we were recording Brilliant. and it just worked out so beautiful beautifully for us we connected it and that's it and then we said okay it's ready <laughs> and uh, i'm not kidding after the kind of comments the kind of response we got the the way people have been just going on and on and on with it in the sense you know they're sharing it it has become um It's, it's it's something that I didn't expect to be very honest. It's 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 extremely it's, overwhelmed yeah. with the response, and I think, very, I think very we, we probably hyped it enough so the listeners are ready to listen to it. So shall we shall we play it? Then we'll then we'll do. 
then we'll we'll carry on the conversation after that. So I think. so yeah so that was the trailer and i i would, I would tell everybody to go and watch it straight away and uh, so where, where can they see this uh, uh, so they can see on our instagram page which is at the project punjab and also on our youtube channel which is called the project punjab so it's, it's available on both the platforms yes brilliant so they need to check that out straight away so i think even when i was watching it again you know it just for me it, it brings me to punjab in that moment straight away because of certain scenes and i think one of the scenes that really stuck out for me was when you know the the dance group are sort of in a doing a parade in the kit in the field but it's it feels like it's early morning and for yeah. me you know i can now imagine me walking in the kit in the fields that that you know fresh morning sort of smell and everything it just captured it beautifully so yeah. i mean be good to understand the scenes and how you got these you know yeah just tell me more about it please uh, also like i told uh, i think when we were we were we were talking about this a few days back um one thing led to another which i have mentioned earlier too so when we went to shoot me and hashpeer during our first schedule honestly speaking we didn't expect anything but every place we went right from our first day you know we had obviously schedules uh, different schedule in terms of shoot so the first schedule where we went to fazilka when we stepped into that village i had gone with absolutely no expectation i didn't know what i was going to actually come across but and it was a winter um, uh, it was the month of winter you know like so you know punjab is extremely gorgeous during winter Yes. with the sun you know sun everywhere it's green and there's fog yeah. and the morning the beautiful sometimes it's sunny then sometimes it becomes a little cloudy so it's just perfect and we were just blessed i think and uh, um so when we reached fazilka itself my heart was like where have i come <laughs> you know so the experience was so beautiful and these people they 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 gave us a kit to shoot the family i we were shooting with they had come from pakistan actually many years back so their grandfather who actually got jumar to uh, punjab uh, is known as baba pokhar singh in fact he's mentioned in the trailer the guy i'm singing yes so his name is baba pokhar singh and he uh, he's also known as a pitama of jumar that's a title he's got so they were so touched that someone is actually wanting to cover them you know because i told you there are so many people who've come learned this dance form from their grandfather or from their father big names i don't want to mention them <laughs> some big names came learned went but did they take them along with them no they didn't did they mention it to anyone that we learned it from this family no they didn't okay. they learned all the basic intricacies and nuances but they did not mention where they learned it from so they went they they kept growing but they never took these people along with them so they didn't grow they still stuck where they were although they kept teaching different people this dance form 
and they are struggling to make their ends meet they are struggling in terms of you know finances and i've seen it with my own eyes so i feel i owe it to these people so i also through this documentary what i want to do is i want to uh, empower these people you know financially so that they can more people can give them work like i told you even with the fazilka team the juma team their clothes were so mediocre because they don't have money to make the costumes visa yeah. we when yeah. i went to somebody else you know in in jalandhar where we were shooting or or people in patiala they had such beautiful costumes because they were traveling abroad they were doing big events here in india they had proper backing but this family jinane you know who tried to keep it keep keep this okay. tradition alive for so many years generations after generations nobody's backing them so to this film that's one of my main aim is to you know empower motivate and uh, you know encourage people to learn more about our tradition and to help these people too simultaneously so that they can grow and you we in our conversation last time as well you mentioned that they they saw what you were doing you were doing yeah. but they could see the genuine nature of why you were doing it and you yeah, know they 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 resonated for it so they they they're reaching out for almost people like yourself who uh who want to do it from you know yeah. a pure place absolutely i think when you do anything from your heart it it just shows you know and like they say your vibe attracts your tribe and i feel all these people are my tribe literally because we just resonated with everyone you know there was no disconnect so every they were so willing to do anything to go out of their way just to ensure that you know we are doing complete justice to them and they are doing complete justice to us when we are trying to put these things together and uh, right from the location to you know the way they treated us to the kindness that they showed it doesn't matter where you come from but i think kindness is something which has to be a part of your existence you know and yeah. that's what probably showed to that that's what you know probably they saw and uh, they felt that you know ki ye madam sadi pakka help kar do yeah the, so the guy kamal who is a fourth generation uh, jumar dancer in that family he said ki madam i should i say it in punjabi or in english oh both whichever one okay. you prefer so he said ki uh, you know he said uh, madam menu menu lagda ki tusi saadi zarur madad kar dungi hai na ki madam you will help us pakka we know that you will you will really help us and at that point i felt first thing i had tears in my eyes mm. and secondly i was like honta matlab it is my responsibility to ensure that by hook or by crook i have to ensure that this video is out and not just not just on any i don't want it to be a random youtube launch which everyone is doing i wanted to have a proper big launch probably i'll reach out to a big ott platform because mm. that's the kind of visibility you know punjab needs right mm. now at this point you need this to be not just um not just a documentary people watch and forget about it needs exactly. to change people's mindsets and leave a legacy it needs to promote prompt people to do something be inspired yeah and you know take on their own history go back to their roots i think there's a big thing around especially around the world with all this all of this talk about racism and losing your culture because you thought yeah. you lose your culture especially if you went to western countries yeah so there's people now feeling actually why did i lose my culture i didn't need to that i should we should be proud of it it's who we are and revisit and discover it again um, yeah, i think that's it's very important like i always get constantly having this question in my mind uh, uh 
you know, when I was, I'm, I'm a dancer myself. I'm into freestyle dancing, but I do, I, of course, I'm, I'm into Gidda and uh, Pangra and all. Uh, but I'm not a professional Pangra dancer or a Gidda dancer. I've just picked it up because, you know, you're a Punjabi, you know how to dance. Anyway. <laughs> it's a done thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so when I was uh, growing up, I used to perform in my school and college and my father was completely against it. My father's really cool. You know, he's given us a lot of freedom and he's involved with the changing times. But at that particular point, I had to fight, fight to go to that stage and perform. Because my father thought, yeah. So the thing is that that's a very common mindset which Punjabis have. You can dance in your shakti in the weddings. You can, you can dance, you can do pangra, gita or whatever, you know, when, during your celebrations. But to do it professionally or to even learn it is not something that you take, take it seriously or it's, it's not considered to be nice. It's not considered to be um, you know, it's, it's, you, you're not from a good family if you do that. It never was thought of as, as a prestigious thing yeah. in family mindsets because, oh, no, you're a dancer, you, you dance. You know, it's never something that people proudly said, oh, yeah, my son, daughter, no, they had to dance yeah. and professionally. I had to lie so many times to go and perform on the stage. I lied to my father. But when I, then, when he saw that I was getting trophies, I was winning competitions and I, and I, I didn't give up. So I'm a rebel. So then he realized that's, that, oh a, that's a Punjabi trait of being stubborn. <laughs> yes. In fact, he got me a t-shirt himself, which has teeth written on it. <laughs> like, this is for you because you never, never give up no matter what. Then you will still do it. So teat, teat, for those people who don't understand what the word teat means, it means like very uh, powerful, stubborn person. <laughs> doesn't want to give up. <laughs> so I fought for it. And uh, now my father sometimes regrets, you know. He regrets saying that, you know, I should have allowed you to go uh, and do your master's in dance. I really wanted to do master's in dance. And my family kind of didn't, didn't really think that there's any future. And yeah. he regrets it because now he see that it is, like I said, my father evolved with the changing time and he's a really cool father. Hmm. But that particular thing, I, I, I sometimes make him deliberately, I sometimes make him feel bad saying that, you know, see, I can't do that, Let's look at the way people are going. You can say the opposite. You can say the opposite. If I didn't say no, you wouldn't have taken it more seriously as you did. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So my, my point is, uh, whenever I was meeting people, I saw very limited representation of women. Even if you see Gidda coach, there are more men who are teaching Gidda than women. Although I did cover a few women, but it's mostly men. And I asked them, I said, what is the reason? Why is there less representation from women in our community, you know, in Punjab? So they said, you know, girls do learn, but it's only limited to their college where they perform in youth festivals etc yes but after that they had the families even when they're participating for competitions for these youth festivals they have so many restrictions it's unbelievable mm. we were shooting at some places in chandigarh in one of the universities and with pal singh sama and i saw that you know a lot of girls they constantly kept getting calls from their parents because they were practicing and they were going to shoot with us plus they were practicing for some youth festival but the parents were so restless that the girls have not come back home. Mm. You know, and they were like, you don't have to do, you don't have to dance. One girl started crying and looking at her, I was like, oh my God, it's still not changed. Yeah. You know? So that was quite upsetting. It's still a big barrier for women. It is. 
do the eco, especially I guess in India, there's yeah. that, that strong cultural community thing. But, but look at the look at the Bengalis and look at South Indians, right? It classical dances are, hmm. and they take so much pride in their literature. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah. South Indians, my friends, I'm born and brought up in South India, so I have seen them. Classical dances are part of their upbringing. Why isn't that for Punjabis? Hmm. And we have such a rich. Why is our literature not a part of our upbringing? Why is our our dance forms not a part of our upbringing? Why am I not told to learn Gita while growing up? Why am I asked not to learn uh, Pangra, Sami, or whatever dance forms? Yes, that's how we keep it alive, right? Yeah, definitely. And we don't have now. Uh, this is another concept. I'm sorry, I'm just going on and on about it. Know. But then, if you look at this, there are so many good dance schools around the world when it comes to Punjabi dances, dances, you know, folk dances, Pangra, whatever. Yes. Uh, I would say limited representation of our rather folk dance forms. But in India, where do you have Punjabi uh, dance schools, folk dance schools? Okay. Except for Punjabi, we limited. Yeah. Would be limited. Do I have a dance school here in Hyderabad? No, I don't. Do I have a dance school in Delhi? Where it comes from, it's not there. It's not there. And that really bothered me. And in fact, I'm planning to do some workshops around this, around the country, with some uh, good, uh, because that will also be a source of income for these people. Hmm. People have covered, you know, all these uh, people who are keeping these traditions alive, different folk dance forms alive. So I'm trying to do like, like make a. a a concept of workshops where they can travel through India to yes. different forms of yes. India and reach out to these Punjabi communities and so that they can be a part of it and they can showcase what they have to offer. People can learn. Yeah. Well, that's also my... I mean, we've seen a big revival in Pangra around the world. Yes. You know, Canada and the UK, you've got a lot of schools, you've got a lot of competitions and universities yeah. and even big grand scales of competitions. So do you think your documentary could spark yeah. off using those platforms to then celebrate all these other forms of dance, Punjabi folk dance. Yes, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the vision. And more than, I think my focus is more, than, I'm sorry, more than overseas, I wanted to become popular in India. Yeah. I feel Punjabi folk dances, like I said, it's only limited to Pangra and Pangra only to Punjab. But why is, not, why is it not popular in its own country? Yes. That is my biggest uh, question. And I keep I kept asking it to so many people during my shoot, you know. <laughs> Some big people, again, I'm not going to name them because they didn't know what to say. And these people go abroad and perform. But when it comes to, you know, because there's more money there. The money, yeah. 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 I agree, there's more money. But then if you keep pushing it here, I am sure this also has a lot of potential. It's there's a, a strategy. There's a lot of potential in India, I think. Of course. They, it, it is sad, and I think, like you said before, is we haven't owned our own history. You know, no, I mean, you're, I think you're quite unique. Your father is well read and, you know, understands a lot about the history. But if you see in our community, there's not a lot of people that still read about Punjabi history, know about, you know, all of the basic stuff. So if you, if you don't, like, if I don't, te if I don't teach myself, I won't be able to teach my son. And then he will, well, you know, he will. It's he will not like my father or my parents are well educated. My yeah. father's tenth pass, my mother is eighth standard pass. So people who are listening, yeah, it, it's, it, not, yeah. Not, yeah. it's the Fact. interest. Right, interest. If you want to read and write, and if you have interest, my mother reads Amrita Pritam. Yeah. That's how I started reading Amrita Pritam. You know. Yes. So when you see 
it doesn't matter it, as long as you know how to read and write. That's it. It doesn't matter how well educated you are. And you'd be it's, proud of your roots and you don't want to lose that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and trust me, not even one day where we said we don't want to go to Gurdwara to learn uh, uh, Gurmukhi. I we used to have competitions. We used to get trophies as prizes. And the way they made us learn, you know, like, uh, you know, we used to have this, uh, in Hindi, we say, we say Bara Khadi. I don't know how it is. Matrae, I don't know if you remember. Like, Samukdasa, Kanna, Sisyari, Sibyari. Sing it. You yeah. know, so that became so interesting. So we used to come stand in the center. There are people literally sitting in front of you. So you're addressing the crowd while singing that particular thing. And you say, Samukdasa, Kanna, Sisyari, Sibyari, Suwanka. And, you know, while learning that stayed with me till date. It stayed yes. with, my sis- with my sisters till date. Mm-hmm. That's how you make it interesting. I think what, uh, if, even if you see most of the people are saying, Apne maa boli no ke rakho, maa boli no ke rakho. Yes, ke rakho, but make it interesting people to want to learn it. You know, yeah, don't make it see. very mundane and cliched. Yeah, it's be, I mean, I, I, I'm, born, I'm born and brought up in the UK and we used to have, um, in our community, we had a lot of Punjabi families and then there used to be one elder, Buzurg, he used to teach us, but he used to teach us with a stick. And I, I used to do everything and anything trying to escape Punjabi class. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I was lucky to learn because my parents didn't learn English. So we had to learn Punjabi. And yeah. then when I, when I got older, I did like um, a GCSE in Punjabi. And I, I taught myself and I, I had interest to do that. But yeah. unless you have an interest or it's taught in an interesting way, you're not going to learn it. And we will learn English because we live here in the English country, but you will not learn Punjabi because you learn a different language, you learn a culture, you can learn more about the history and you understand, you know, become more rich in your knowledge. So important. See, I, I'm, I'm born and brought up here in South Indian, Hyderabad. I, we speak Telugu here. I read, write and speak Telugu. Wow. And that's a different language. Yeah. I can speak Hyderabadi. Hyderabadi has a very different dialect in Hindi. So it's not your typical Hindi. It's a different dialect altogether. So when, well, when I'm doing all of that, why can't I speak my own language? Look at other people taking so much pride. You see Bengalis, when they meet other Bengalis, they don't speak any other language except Bengali. You yes. see Telugu's people from Hyderabad, they speak Telugu. They're so clannish when they meet, they only, no matter what language the other person speaks, it has to be. It has to be, yeah. And there's something, there's something amazing about Punjabi. I know I'm obviously biased, but you know, the jokes, the jokes are more funnier. You know, it's it's the cult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just amazing. I agree. agree. And also the fact that, you know, I, I feel so good when I read my own literature in Punjabi. There's this sense of pride and I, and it's, See, English, yeah, Hindi, you can convert it, you can, you know, you can translate it, you can read it, but it doesn't have that effect. You don't when get you the, the ras, yes, the, the yeah. essence of it. Yeah, you missed that. So, yeah. So what was, um, so when you were shooting the documentary, what are, what are like, you know, the one or two of the most amazing places or stories that you heard? Like just the, just the top, so maybe the, the, the most beautiful place you saw amongst all the other beautiful places that we stand out. And what was one story that really stood out from your experiences of talking to people? Yeah. 
So two beautiful places that I really want to talk about, which I had absolutely no expectation of. I went again, uh, you know, with a with with no expectation as a clean slate, uh, where we were going to we were supposed to shoot with this um, handicapped uh, pangra, not pangra actually. There he's he, he's into uh, Malvai Gita. So okay. there was this group, and they were going to do Malvai Gita, and he's handicapped. So and he has a group of handicapped uh, uh, dancers. Wow. folk dances and quite old in his 40s and he had a very very interesting story as to how he struggled you know initially nobody wanted him in his uh, team in a in a team and how he started his own team because no one wanted him you know and while he was narrating that story he had tears in in his eyes and i was i felt so touched i said it doesn't matter you know if you're a dancer you're a dancer if you hmm. are if you don't have a leg it doesn't mean you can't dance you know exactly. so the story that he was narrating and how he was rejected by so many people and once he got an opportunity to perform in place of someone else who had fallen sick and all of a sudden that person came back and he said nay we don't want you to dance and they he finally felt that i will get a chance to dance mm-hmm. but the guy came back and he said no i want to dance and anyway tu kya changa karna hai anyway you can't dance right because mm-hmm. you're handicapped so this this is the story which actually stayed uh, which which stayed with me you know which just touched my heart and i was like dance is dance you know you should give opportunities to everyone i understand when you're going for competitions you want it to be perfect you want it to look nice but you know when i saw him performing that day i was like he doesn't look any lesser than anyone right mm-hmm. now when he's performing and he's performing with equal zeal and enthusiasm you know mm-hmm. and uh, in terms of places again when we had gone to shoot them we were in amritsar we went to a place which is called preetnagar which is 20 kilometers away from lahore that itself the moment i reached preetnagar from you know when we were in amritsar we entered amritsar we went to preetnagar while we were on our way we were just a couple of kilometers away from preetnagar it showed on my map lahore 20 kilometers away wow. i am not kidding i was like mai lahore jana kept <laughs> <laughs> repeating in my mind you know it felt like my home imagine yeah. it's a country where you're not supposed to go it's a place where you're not supposed to go because of whatever political unrest that yes. we're going through but it is just like what we are you know exactly. it's no different no i was like you know harjana i kept saying this to harshpeet because he was driving and i was thinking well harjana and we reached this place called preetnagar which is actually um uh, it's a it's a township which is uh, established by this great man called gurbaksh singh he's again a, a poet a author and he's written a uh, he's done a very very famous play called uh, which is known as preet Pre, uh, gurbaksh di preet ladi so he he established uh, a township i before before partition or after partition I'm not sure sorry with this bit of information okay and the township the idea behind it was to make it like an artist retreat where a lot of big names a lot of artists they had their houses there like balraj singh sani i didn't know of this as uh, shiv kumar batalvi and so many people yeah and uh, we went there to shoot the moment i entered there and we were me and harshpreet were looking at each other we were jaw dropped because we never had any expectation it was beautiful Okay. and aise acha haje shuru nahi hoya thoda time laguga tusi baat se aayo tusi walk kar lo na look at this 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 township it's beautiful there's so much history to it yes. we didn't we didn't have any expectation again and we are just walking randomly walking wandering through that pace and we come across balraj sani's house he's a very famous bollywood actor and uh, he uh, 
the moment we reached his house, someone told us, my lady was sitting there, it's like, this is Virat Sani Ram. I'm looking at the house and I'm looking at Hashpil. It was so surreal. I cannot put it in. It was beyond beautiful. That experience was beautiful. That evening was beautiful. And while walking, we came across some, uh, uh, you know, old houses, pre-partition the time, they, you know, uh, and they had like these beautiful creepers and Bougainville uh, and whatnot. And there's so much history to that place. And like I said, it is, we never expected anything. And every time we were jaw dropped, we were, we were completely, you know, our minds were blown away. And I didn't know that a place like this existed in Punjab. And why did I not know? That was the question I kept asking myself. And my father knew about this place. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think you need to sit and talk to your dad first. About all of yeah. <laughs> I reached there and I called up my father. And I was like, Daddy, I've reached Preet Nagar. Did you know of this? Daddy said, yeah, I'm going to Preet Nagar. I am like, how? How do you know and not tell me? Another place, second place, which I really wanted to talk about, which again blew my mind, was we were we were supposed to shoot Ludi. That's another, uh, you know, folk dance form. Okay. And uh, you'll see a lot of Ludi steps even in uh, Pangra. Like I said, Pangra is a mix of different Punjabi folk dance forms. So we were supposed to shoot with this this man who's, who's trying to keep different uh, Punjabi folk dance forms, particularly Ludi, you know, the, the costumes and everything alive. And he said, Achha, address de Gudaspur de Kola. We were going to drive down from Chandigarh to Gudaspur. And this is the address. Again, we couldn't find the address. It was very complicated. But the drive, the moment we entered, and we were like, are you serious? Is this even there in Punjab? It was beautiful, the whole drive. And we reached this place, which is called Chota Kulukara, which is known as um, Minor Holocaust. Yes. So it was a memorial. They asked us to come in there to shoot so beautifully maintained and they had a big amphitheater they had beautiful you know plants and whatnot and we were again mind blown we were like how how do we not know this and again mind you i spoke to my father and he knew of this <laughs> and i was like dad i'm sorry but why haven't you taken us to these places i said you keep taking us to gurdwara why don't you take us to these places He's waiting for you to create a documentary and discover them for yourself. Exactly. I think that was the only intention. But that again was a very beautiful experience. It was a gorgeous experience. It doesn't. Uh, uh, in fact, you see that place in the in the um, in the trailer oh, where you see the big. Uh, uh, I think there's the big memorials in the background. You know. Yeah, is it the building? Okay, brilliant. You know, so just listening to those places makes me want to go to Punjab tomorrow <laughs> um, because I'm, I've not seen much as I want to as well and I'm sure I would never have seen these places and the other thing was around you know the handicap team and I think this I've noticed in other places what I've visited is where you know you meet people who have disabilities on their physical in some shape or form but their mindsets are enabled and I always think we have a lot of people who have okay physical bodies and they're enabled but their mindsets are disabled so they're not able to do you know but one thing when you meet people like that it proves that you know the capabilities you there's is limitless is all what's in your mind and what you're willing to see through so that's really beautiful i think that uh, so they're included in the documentary then yes of course he's included yeah, in the documentary. Yeah. he so, is a 
course, he has to be a part of yeah, it. Definitely. Like I said, the film is also to empower people. That's my whole intention. I want to motivate and empower people. You know, because the more I met, the more I learned, the more I realized that it's more than what you see. Hmm. There's so much going on in the background that we don't get to see. You know, it's a struggle. It's a really struggle. It's not a joke. You know, you have you have a tradition which you 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 brought along with you, and now to ensure that you know you're you, you're maintaining that tradition and you're taking it forward, it's not an easy task. You know, plus plus you're trying to live a good life too simultaneously financially which is not happening for you because there's no support exactly yeah there is there's so many layers to it i mean some people may think oh this is a documentary on folk dances of punjab that's it but like yeah. you say there's so many layers there's um family cultures you know being passed on from generation to generation which could be lost and we've already talked about you know the history of the bolian would represent history and the culture and lifestyle of certain areas and people you know food music sound is is so vibrant of yeah. punjab that we don't want to lose this you know we lose one imagine what we've lost already that's what i'm thinking and imagine what we have if we don't preserve that that's that's sort of it's 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 it we, we punjabis are proud but then we're not proud enough to protect what we're proud of. Saying it is not enough. You have to also yeah. show it in your actions. We always say, oh, I'm a Punjabi. Okay, but what are you doing as a Punjabi? What does that you mean? Know? Yeah, How what does that mean? even mean? Tell me what is Punjabiyat. Tell me what is Punjabiyat. If yeah. it is an emotion, show me what you're doing to, you know, ensure that that, that Punjabiyat is maintained. I, it's, it's so difficult to find people. But, you know, luckily, I'm also, I, I wouldn't take this away that, since the time I uh, started working on this project Punjab, I have been uh, connecting with so many beautiful people who are actually trying to do their bit to ensure that keeping these traditions alive in their own unique ways. Yes. Like Gurshahi, for instance, we spoke about, and the Jeevya Punjab, they're doing a beautiful job. And also uh, the, the Punjab club, the way they're bringing the history together, the way they're trying to tell people what's happening. And I'm just meeting, I recently, uh, yesterday I shared a video of this uh, Rababia, you know, Rabab is a famous yes. uh, Sikh uh, musical instrument. It's the first musical instrument of Sikhs because Guru Nanak yes. used to, uh, you know, have Mardana play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by Mardana. Yeah. yeah. So um, I connected with that person, Lovejot, who actually plays it. And like I said, you know, one thing or the someone or the other is connecting me to these beautiful people. I connected with him. I'm going to shoot with him. Yeah. And if you see a young kid like him is trying to, he's a, he's a young boy actually, you know, and he's learning that instrument and looking at him, you know, if you share what he's doing, more people will show interest. They would want to learn. I, I felt so bad that, you know, if I had access to learning that musical instrument, I would have loved to, but I just didn't know then. And I didn't have access to it. And I lived in another state. But why is it not available in other parts of India? So there's um there's another podcast done by two Sikh young guys in Australia. I think they're in Australia, and it's called Keal Podcast Keal. But what they are, they're both into music and art, and they talk about going back. They went to Pakistan to meet mm -hmm. the original families who preserved Rabab, the Rababis, and the Kirtanis. And they found the same thing. They said they were left behind. There's no investment. They are. They had to choose other professions, which gave them money and give up the music. But there were still a few families there, 
that still preserved it, but they just had been forgotten about. So, you know, I think there's so much, the internet now is maturing where you have organizations coming together with the same likes, you know, the same mission. So it's becoming like a community actually. So it's important that everybody works together because there's been, in the past, we've had loads of organizations that are just doing the same thing but not talking to each other. We've had, that's, we've had enough. But also, there's a lot of insecurity and that shouldn't be there. It's really sad. But, uh, you know, Punjab or Punjabis were known for their large heartedness. They were known for being inclusive. They yes. were not even secure people. But all of a sudden, I see a lot of insecurities amongst Punjabis. In fact, this is another aspect that I noticed while shooting the documentary, you know. There's a lot of insecurity amongst people. And which is not right because then you won't grow. Yes. If you have to grow, then you have to let go of any kind of insecurity, you know. And you have to become one with others. You have to only then we can take each other together. So that's what me, Gurshahi, and the uh, you know the the Punjab Club and uh, Case Project. In fact, that's another thing which uh, which was very interesting. I interviewed them. We did a live chat with them. These kids, they are from um, from a school uh, in uh, India, and they're trying to keep Case alive. Case, which is a part of Punjabi culture, you know, hmm. you know, case, right? It's that it uh, it's text. Yes, oh. <laughs> textile students basically. Yes, and I watched that. That was interesting. Yeah. It was so interesting, and it is dying because people who've been making it, they don't have. There's no demand for it, right? Hmm. There's no demand for case. Yes. And because there's no demand, obviously the artists are looking for work outside that. So. Who's are they teaching it to their kids? No, nobody's teaching it to their kids. So it's going to be dying. I mean, it's it's obviously they said it's so difficult to find karigars. It's so difficult to find these people who are making these. So Pakistan, they happen to find a small group of people, but that's so again because someone is trying to keep it alive. But if she is not there, nobody's going to take that forward. Then they might also soon disappear. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what is very scary because if these beautiful things start disappearing, yes, it's a waste. No? I think the, the, the other part of, um, this is probably a side note on just in general around Punjab, we're very rich, there's a lot of history, a lot of, you know, innovation, creativity, but no. we seem to be terrible at preserving it and documenting it so that, you know, other cultures, Western cultures documented everything in diaries and how to do things. We were, we were not bureaucratic people. We didn't like to put pen to paper to preserve it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> We'll, we'll teach somebody or and I think what, what we need to do now is sort of help support initiatives like you're doing as well and other organizations to do that it's not that Punjab doesn't have tourist places too I mean look at Rajasthan how they they preserved every bit of uh, uh, place that they have you know even smallest of the uh, monument they'll make it look like some yeah. beautiful, uh, beautiful location so why have we not done that? All you see is ruins everywhere. Yeah. You know? And even so, places which are which we have, you know, in in name of modernization, you know, they get painted over all these old fresco arts and you know, it's like yeah. it's crazy. Patiala is a rich culture. Historically it's such a rich uh, state, a rich city, Patiala, historical city it is known as. And I don't know if you've got a chance to go through the monuments and the beautiful palaces that they have. They are in ruins. They stink. They've not maintained it well. Bar boards, it's under maintenance, under maintenance. When I went inside and I saw and I was like, 
why? And then I've been to Jaipur, Udaipur, and other other places in Rajasthan, and I'm like, Gwalior, for instance, in Madhya Pradesh, they have maintained it so beautifully. But we in Punjab, like you said, we are not taking pride in what we have. No, and some of that would have been actually tourist attractions that would have brought in yeah. um, business and money and infrastructure, but it's just lost. It's lost, absolutely. I think the only place that I found in uh, Patiala which is being maintained is the Baradri Palace. That is also because, uh, you know, the founder, chairman of Nimrana Hotels, who happens to be one of my clients. I'm sorry, I'm just talking about him. But he's, uh, he's the pioneer of the concept of heritage properties in India. So he took up that property, the Baradri Palace, and he's maintained it. And it looks beautiful. So imagine if that was done to other parts, other properties in Punjab, we would be, you know, from tourism perspective, we would be somewhere else. Exactly. Definitely. So, um, all right. So back to the documentary then. So what is the, when do you think the documentary will be completed and what is the kind of proposed released date? I know COVID-19 has a big impact on that. So you mentioned COVID-19 has literally put most of our plans to, you know, sort of, uh, not rest, of course, but they've been delayed. Uh, we're looking at, we have to still do the last bit of shoot. So I am looking at, you know, once things kind of simmer down or settle down to travel again and uh, aiming at December, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, aiming at December. And if I'm able to do it, then I want to do it on a larger scale. I don't want it to be any, um, uh, what do I say, any random youtube documentary i want i have a bigger vision for this film and uh, there'll be proper plan and i also got a lot of messages from people you know when we released the teaser please please spend some money on its advertising so that you know it reaches to wider audience people make such content but it doesn't reach people because you know there's no backing you gotta invest so what's the point of making something like it? although it's a self-funded project but i'm going to look at getting sponsors yes. and i have a lot of people who are already interested so i'm looking at launching it on a b- bigger scale Actually, that's the version. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you, I guess, with the teaser now in your hand, you've got something tangible to show people. And, and with the interest now, I think a lot of a lot of the, I mean, the, the Punjabi community is known to be, um, you know, big-hearted and giving to people. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you know that message does get out there, and this is more than just a documentary. It's yeah. something about celebrating our heritage. And everybody, regardless of which background, as long as the Punjabi, they can understand why it's important. Um, so, all right. So, what is the, what is your? I know this is future thinking anyway, but you mentioned it before. What are your ideas for the future? Is this it, this it, the documentary, or what are your other things that you probably thinking of doing? Knowing that you met so many different people and saw different things. Yes, yeah, so there are some very very interesting things lined up. Uh, we're working on a concept of just like how you have Jaipur Literature Festival, right? But Jaipur is again, they, they've just restricted to a particular region of Rajasthan. But I want to do Punjabi festival, which is not just going to be about literature. It's going to be about everything that Punjab is known for. So we've already shortlisted locations. So me and Gurshahi team, we both are working on it, actually. This concept I've been thinking of for so long and luckily... Uh, like I say, I'm universe's favorite child. So, <laughs> so universe has connected me to some beautiful people again, and we're just working on it. So that's my next. And also, uh, I'm making a film. Uh, apart from this, I'll be making a film on uh, only and only musical instruments of Punjab. Wow. Yeah. 
only and only musical and there are people families who are keeping it alive for years like you can't even imagine and these are beautiful instruments you know like dilruba and rabab and oh mm. i so get because i think there will be some really amazing people that you'll bring to the to forefront yes um who kept kept this these traditional instruments alive and can give the history behind it as well because yes. again this is almost something that will get lost if we don't sort of exactly preserve yes. it yes. and i think there's interest now worldwide of learning like difficult and traditional instruments but it's the getting enough teachers how do you it's it's, um, it's intensive isn't it each one student requires a long long time yeah yeah finding the right one right guru you know? yeah and uh, there are many it's just that no see people can learn like there are so many people who come all the way from different parts of the world to learn dhol mm just because it has been shown as a lucrative uh, uh profession maybe as a toli you know yes. yeah you do make money you know ek biaj you go and perform and you end up earning good amount of money at least when you are living abroad you know yeah. so it's my cousins have come and learned my chacha's sons they've come and learned although they don't play anywhere but they wanted to learn they grew up here for some time but then they moved to us they came and they learned toli toli they used to go and play in the khet okay yeah so so similarly you know there's so many beautiful uh instruments why are we not teaching it to their kids why do you only want to learn guitar good to learn guitar i'm nothing against guitar people who are you know listening to me right now good to learn guitar but it's also good to learn dilruba it's also good to learn you know uh to play uh a tumbi you know my father plays tumbi wow I, yeah exactly you know my father plays tumbi so why not because he grew up in punjab in a pind so for them all these things was like just natural normal yeah. part of life yeah at that point particularly you know when they were growing up not anymore you know yeah. and from him i learned there are two like the tumba is the one with the big mouth you know the big bass the, yes. the round shape and tumbi is the one which is smaller smaller yeah yeah which has a smaller uh, face so why are we not teaching these to our kids that's the question the other thing is like in, in the sikh faith all of our hymns are written to music rags and the instruments the traditional instruments yeah. been lost to yeah. the vajra um yeah. but there's there is some people reviving those traditional instruments and doing the kirtan in the old traditional yeah. method because there's a science that music was matched to the the tempo exactly. and then the emotion you know gurbani is all about emotion trying to that get that to resonate in the listener to understand and have you ever tried meditating to rabab's rabab music have you ever tried that no, i did no. it i've been doing it for like last i think 2 3 months now okay. i was introduced uh, uh so i i i practice like i meditate a lot so that's one thing which i randomly you know while you're searching you just randomly stumble about something upon something right. so there was this man afghani man who's playing rabab and it was so soothing i was like let me try meditating you know to this music and i'm not kidding it gives you a lot of positive um, vibe some something positive happens inside you you know when okay. you're listening to that it's just so yeah. soothing it is beautiful it's harmonious and what not you know so yeah. i've been in fact recommending a lot of people why don't you try meditating to rabab you know it That's is it. beautiful try yeah. that 
You'll have to mention uh, who this person is or uh, share a link, and I'll, I'll share it on the episode details so other people can. Love Jobs? Yeah, of course, I will. So, this is the one that you shared on your Instagram. My page, well. at the Project Punjab, yeah. Yeah, Project Punjab. Yeah. So In fact, while we talk, suddenly his Insta story appeared Sardar Lovejot Singh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Sardar underscore Lovejot underscore Singh. Okay, brilliant. I'll put that on the episode details as well. So if people want to click the link, they can find it quite easily. I'll have to try that and give you my feedback. <laughs> yeah, do that. All right. So um, usually, so we're coming to the end of the episode. So usually what I ask is um, all of my guests to give some of their inspiration, the, the life lessons that you've had through your career so far. And I suppose anybody who wants to get into the career that you're in so around pr and sort of yes. that what, what can they do and also actually you know you had a you had a passion for punjab and you wanted to do something around the documentary you know what are the learnings if people have these ideas yeah. but they want to make it a reality so it's a bit of motivation for them so right. floor is yours floor is yours um so Honestly speaking, my biggest, biggest, uh, one thing that I truly believe in is no matter what, no matter what anyone, I don't listen to anyone. <laughs> Come back to that beat. <laughs> I don't listen to anyone. My father's taught me one thing. Suno sabki, karo apni man ki. So what that, I, does that mean? That means listen to everyone, but do what your heart says. Yes. So I pretend I'm listening to you in the sense when you're giving me an advice, but I'm not following it because if my heart doesn't agree with you, it is not going to follow it no matter what. Yeah. I do exactly what I want to do, no matter what. I don't discuss my, so if I'm trying to do something like even simple thing, like when I quit my job at Land's End, Taj, I was the director of public relations and I was going to go like only forward there. And I didn't discuss it with anyone. I didn't even discuss it with my father. I didn't want to do it. I just went to my office, drafted my resignation letter, gave it to my boss. And he looked at me and he was like, but why? I said, because I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm not saying that you have to be harsh in your decisions, but I do not allow outside elements to uh, influence what I want to do. Sometimes what we do is discussing your ideas with too many people, you kind of dilute the whole essence of what you exactly want to do. Only people you really, tr truly trust, you know, people who are your mentors and who have guided you and you trust them, discuss it with them. But don't go around and, you know, expect everyone to sort of help you making a decision. Make your own decisions. That's very important. Listen to your heart, no matter what. And always be kind because kindness begets kindness. This is something which I follow. Be nice to someone, niceness will come to you. Simple as that. And that's what happened with me when I started working on Project Punjab. Trust me, everything just fell in place. The concept just came in my mind. And I was just guided. I think if you believe in what you want, you will get it. If you have ideas like this, don't give up. But also don't discuss it with too many people. Do your research. You know, Find out more about it. Uh, and uh, work for it. Just don't give up. Don't give up because, you know, if I have this idea, I know thousand people around there or more than that have the same idea. But the person who actually executes that idea is the one who's going to win the battle. So that's it. I, I'm, it's, it's just don't give up. That has been always my, uh, 
motto you know no matter what no matter what hardship i'm going through every time and every time i've hit a rock bottom in my life i have never been afraid to start fresh and i've hit many rock bottoms in my life my new but i have always started fresh with a fresh perspective you know and uh, be forgiven and from yeah, career perspective you. always take risks do not do not uh, yeah people say calculative risk but i don't know i'm not sure about calculative risk i just take risks and that's what i've done throughout my life sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work it's okay you know but at least i say that i did it i think the other thing is the thing is the flip side is if you don't take a risk that's a risk as well but people don't people don't think of it that way i'm like uh you've said i can't now i'll do it and show it to you and yeah. that's exactly what i've done always and my mother always says to put it jammia but you know what that's the biggest motivation for me as well if someone says you can't do that it's never been done before i'm like but why i can try if i don't do it but at least i can say i tried to do it and if you do it you'll discover something about you or discover something else so, so the concept of this uh, you know so i did a therapy actually with someone recently you know for a one, one month intensive therapy and there i learned about how our mind functions our awareness functions and in that they taught me you know ask the to ask believe receive you must have heard of this law of attraction right so when you ask the universe so the way you asking the universe is like a reservoir it has every everything that your mind perceives it's there so you just ask and it will send you the answer yeah and i am not kidding every time i meditate if i something there's something that is not uh, finding a solution i always throw the question to the universe and it gives me the answer back or it presents me with people who can help me who can guide me forward mm-hmm. conviction and if you have conviction in your own ideas in your own beliefs and in what you want to do in your life trust me nobody can shake you move you you just need to be sure in what you want to do and then rest like i said my father said suno sab ki karo apne man ki i think sometimes it's the fear as well actually yeah. what people probably subconsciously don't figure out as well they're not afraid of doing it they're afraid of actually what would happen if it actually happens the fear of <laughs> the outcome yeah fearing what happens when i get there that's really really and the, the day you learn the day you learn the relationship between your conscious and your subconscious mind trust me you'll have a beautiful life you just bring it bring your awareness to where it should be you will find answers i'm not saying it's easy for me i mean i i struggle every day i have my dips but but knowing that this is there makes things much easier for me you know i consciously try to uh, sort of universe and me we have a relationship i'm telling you a very sort of relationship we communicate every day <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are going to be in this of you now. <laughs> but it's achievable by everybody. As long as you know what you want to do, you go for it. Absolutely. Brilliant. I think people people are going to really like this. So um, I hope this inspires <laughs> a lot of people to um look at what they actually want to do. Look at the dreams. You know, sometimes the path will be difficult, but then otherwise it wouldn't be worth doing anyway. So because after we allow other people to decide things for us no it's your journey you have to make a decision for yourself if you think you want to go learn a dance form go learn a dance form yes maybe financially it's challenge challenging work towards it automatically things start falling in place for you if you're you know my end goal is to learn the dance form if that's what i'll give you a simple example i wanted to do i wanted to be in pr i knew i had it in me and it was a natural thing for me 
like it's something that i didn't have to work for yes but i also knew that i had to do a proper you know course for it before i get into somebody really takes me seriously but i didn't do a course for it i wanted to i did my ielts when i was in europe and i was in netherlands i want i applied in london college of communication but because of certain situation in my life i had to come back yes i'm not kidding i knew i was doing those courses for public relations hmm. but when i came to india within 3 months i was hired as manager marketing communications for a local brand in hyderabad yes somebody gave me a platform i learned there they taught me i got like you know uh, uh, on the job training literally i learned and immediately within a year's time i was poached by oberoi hotels they were opening a property in hyderabad and i was heading the communications hmm. there i learned a lot and once i became stronger there i moved to bombay and bombay i worked with taj hotels i was the director of public relations imagine i had no proper education in pr and still i did it that's why i keep telling people if you want to do something you just keep thinking and working towards it but there has to be a proper emotion attached to it a feeling yeah. that you have with that particular goal you can't just be like negative about it all the time you cannot be negative it's something that i want to do so similarly with project punjab i wanted to do it no matter what so that's why i think it just stubborn heart like the universe loves stubborn heart yeah. and i am quite a stubborn heart <laughs> it's about the vision isn't it so you've got that vision there's many ways to get to that vision but as yeah. long as you're strong about what you believe in So okay, so as a as a final closer to the episode, how can we support Project Punjab in the different uh, ways? Firstly, please share our teaser as much as much as you can. I um, and uh, when we release it, of course, then again I want everyone to watch it. But mostly in terms of uh, in terms of support, just watch it. That's it. Watch it. Share it. Let more people know about the Project Punjab. I think right now we need. Uh, uh more support for our social media platforms too so if we can come like follow our social media platforms which is at the project punjab uh which is on instagram and i also have a youtube channel which is the project punjab so if you can subscribe to our channel there will be more content coming up of course and um just show us some love you know show us all your love and support we are punjabis we are we want to support each other they want each of us to grow so how can people support you financially if they wanted to uh financially I am looking at sponsors and looking for sponsors definitely in terms of funding because we still have last leg of shoot like I said it's a self funded project yes um, so if if there are people who are interested I you can either you know reach out to me through my uh, Instagram page so we can discuss it further I can let you know uh, you know how we can put this together or else they can also write to me uh, at uh, um rajveer at the projectpunjab.com Brilliant. I'll I'll put all those links in the episode details so people can find those quite easily. Um so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for taking time out in your schedule to talk about this important project. It's been a pleasure. I absolutely have you know passion for Punjab, the culture and everything else and we'll do everything I can do to help promote um what you're doing because you know it resonates with me i want to i feel of new energy of wanting to go to punjab <laughs> and spend more time there and discover all of these beautiful places you talked about and actually learn more about the history myself as well so i can teach the next generation and use this platform to promote you know the culture and the richness in the history and um you know it'll be a pleasure to have you back on when the documentary is complete or about to be released yeah 
and maybe you'll have another 10 initiatives you want to talk about then. But um, I'm excited for the journey and uh, I hope everybody listening is going to share and sort of support you as much as possible. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aftar. Thank you for giving me this platform to talk about my work, to talk about the Project Punjab. It means a lot to us. Trust me, only, you know, like, you, like, like we spoke about it before, the more we support each other, we will grow together. So thank you. Thank you so much. No worries. That's always, um, that's what this platform is for, is to, to bring everybody together and help people with initiatives which which are for the positive and also highlight you know anything around our community that needs to be highlighted and help the digital generation to grow in all, all sorts of ways so it's been a pleasure and i wish you um wish you stay safe during this time and um no doubt we'll keep in touch all right thank take you. care thank you so much you thank you for listening to the seek coach podcast If you found this episode valuable, do share with your friends and family and do give us feedback. You can email us at theseekcoach at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Just search The Seek Coach Podcast and follow us on Instagram at The Seek Coach. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed.